Hey everyone, welcome to the Uncomfortable is OK podcast. I'm your host Chris Desmond. This is a show where I sit down with cool people who have done cool things that have taken them outside of their comfort zones. These inspiring people give us help to get out of our comfort zones so that we can get better as people. So this is episode 8 and the inspiring individual I'm talking with today is Adam McCarthy, athlete, Iron Man, cancer survivor. Adam's on a mission to complete a grand slam of Ironman across Australia and New Zealand, all while raising money for cancer research. So make sure that you share this episode out so that we can get Adam's important story out and help him out with his mission. Today we're chatting through how Adam expanded his comfort zone bit by bit. We talk about how it's okay to take time off to recover and changing your pace to adapt. Also, getting clear on why you're doing things helps you keep motivated and also helps get over any hurdles that you come up against. Your reason why is always so much greater than your fears. Adam makes a point of not being afraid to ask for help and also tells us how a five minute chat can save our lives. So I want to thank my mate Russ for introducing me and Adam. I really enjoyed and got inspired by the times that we've uh, had the chance to connect. Again, I want to thank my brother Jeremy Desmond for the funky theme tune that graces our ears every week. Uh, As always, his talents continue to amaze me. I'm actually recording this intro one month since the podcast launch date, which is awesome and a little bit of a celebration for me as well. So thanks to everyone who's listened so far. Thanks to all our future listeners. And let me know what you think of how this show can get better. But today... Just enjoy me and Adam having a bit of a chat and talking about getting out of our comfort zones. Welcome to the Uncomfortable is OK podcast. This is take two for us. Thanks again for uh, for sitting down and having a conversation with me today. Glad, glad to be here, mate. So, Adam, can you give us a bit of background about yourself and uh, maybe some of the reasons why you decided to build up into your first Ironman? Yeah, sure. Um, I grew up in a little suburb by the name of Sunshine, about 20k out of uh, west of Melbourne. Grew up uh, loving sport, playing sport, played every sport known to man at some point in time. Um, loved it. But I was, I was always good at sports, but I was never great at any sport. And I wanted to be, I wanted not be great and be a world beater, but I wanted to be, I wanted to be really good at something. And I was never really good. I was just, I was just good at things. So I thought to myself, well, what is a way that I can combine a lot of good things to make one good thing, one great thing? So I thought triathlon is the way to go. Uh, three sports rolled into one, but I'll give that a crack. You don't have to be great at one. You can be good at all of them and become good. So I gave that a go. So I worked, uh, worked, chipped away at it. Um, so I did a fair bit of running, obviously through, uh, playing footy and cricket. I did a lot of running anyway. Did, uh, 
picked up a bike, jumped on that for a while, and then picked, the last thing was picking up swimming. Um, did a bit of that, and then eventually I thought, well, it's time to you know give this triathlon thing a bit of a crack. So I started off doing a, a couple of mini ones with really small events. Um, they're just like half hour, 45 minute events. They're not long at all. So I got through half a dozen of those, loved it, fell in love with the sport. Just the people were amazing. Uh, the crowds, just the whole atmosphere was just an absolutely amazing feeling. So I thought, all right, that's, that's, that's good. I've got, feel pretty comfortable with that sort of thing now. So I'll step it up to, uh, sprint distance where you're stepping up to probably about a 700 metre swim, a, a 20k ride and a two or three to five k run. And I did half a dozen of those. Again, got, felt really comfortable with it, so I thought, all right, let's step it up to Olympic distance. So did a couple of Olympic distance, and I felt really comfortable with it all, still loving it, still loving the whole environment, the people. And thought, well, what is the pinnacle of the sport? And it's Ironman. So I thought, let's get Ironman a crack. So I signed up for my first event. So you kind of uh, expanded your comfort zone little by little as you, as you went through the process, which which sounds good, yeah. And I think that's uh, well, that's a pretty important thing because uh, obviously if you'd uh, if you'd gone from where you were initially and said, "Oh, stuff it, I'm just going to do an Ironman," uh, you might have it might have been a step too far for you initially. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, cool. So Adam, doing an Ironman's pretty uncomfortable for the majority of the population, but you also had to deal with a little bit of other stuff that was happening around that same time. Uh, what was what was going on for you then? Yeah, certainly did, uh, Chris. Uh, during my first preparation for my first ever Ironman, uh, it was uh, in 2013. I started to feel quite a bit of pain in my, in my groin, uh, and mainly my right testicle. It felt it felt like it was swollen, but it didn't feel like it. it to, to touch it wasn't swollen. It just felt like it was swollen. I couldn't have trouble closing my legs and things like that. But I, as I said, just stepped up to an Ironman distance, so my training's increased tenfold. So I just put it all down to spending so much more time on a bike. So I kind of dealt with the pain for the last month or so. I thought, I'll just get through this race, and then it'll all subside and everything will be fine. So I got through the race, and just after I stopped training for about a week or so, the pain had actually increased. So I thought, then and there, I thought, well, you know, there's, there's a little more going on. Um, so I thought, right, I've got to go and have a chat to a doctor. So I went down to the docks and I said, look, doctor, uh, this is what's going on. I've got some, some quite severe pain going on. I just, I don't know what it is. Can you, can you see some light on it? So he's had a, had a feel down there. Um, had a feel around, couldn't find any lumps or bumps or any swelling or anything like that. And he said, look, there's, there's nothing wrong. I said, well, I know that there is something wrong. I'm pretty aware of my body. Uh, I know that there's something wrong. Can we, you know, do some more tests? And quite reluctantly, he gave in and said, yep, I'll send you for an ultrasound. And sure enough, I uh, got the results back from the ultrasound. There was three tumours sitting on my right testicle and later to, to be seen to be uh, testicular cancer. Okay, and it was uh, it was obviously a really good thing that you pushed for those tests and, and got them done so that you picked that up early and, and could uh, get on to addressing it. Oh, absolutely, and, and that was key to, to everything. And if I hadn't persisted and... If I hadn't gone and had that uncomfortable chat with that doctor, you know, when I knew there was something not quite right, uh, my whole situation could have been a very, very different ending and would have been a very, very different ending. Yeah, and I think especially for Australian and, and Kiwi males that they are quite uncomfortable uh, 
chats to have and that often we'll adopt that attitude of oh yeah she'll she'll be right when it comes to our body it'll pass i'll be right yeah it'll, it'll go away i'll be fine that's a typical male attitude that's for sure definitely so you know and a bit, but cancer it it doesn't pass you know it doesn't no away, you know so if you don't get on top of it straight away and go and have that uncomfortable chat with your doctor or a friend or somebody you know yeah it's you're, you're in trouble yeah yeah, so the the Iron Man and then the the testicular cancer has kind of inspired you to get out there and and do a do a new challenge. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, certainly, have, mate. What I've decided to do is, um, with my love of uh, Iron Man and um, respect I have for the sport and um, my fortunate being able to with uh, my early awareness of the early detection and respect for the early awareness side of things, I've decided to do the grand slam of a of Australian and New Zealand Ironman. I'm doing six Ironmans across a 12-month period. I uh, started in New Zealand just uh, in March, uh, 12 weeks ago, and my final one will be again in next March in New Zealand, down at Topol. Adam, can you kind of talk a little bit about logistics with that? So what are the, what are the six Ironmen that you're doing? Yeah, well, uh, this started off in New Zealand. Um, then we brought it back home uh, to uh, Port Macquarie, which is two weeks ago. Um, we've got another next one coming up in three weeks up in Cairns, in, um, uh, Queensland. And then we're heading over to Bustleton in Western Australia. Uh, then we're heading back to Melbourne. Hopefully Melbourne, Melbourne should be up and running by then. And then we'll head back to New Zealand in uh, March again, 2017. Awesome. That's a uh, a reasonably hectic schedule for you. It's pretty full on. So, yeah, especially with all the training and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty hectic, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you're you're three races into the into the process now. Uh, my third race is coming up in three weeks. Yeah. Yes, in two weeks. Two two done. Four to go. Hmm. Cool. So the first one was was twelve weeks ago. Yes. So obviously it's been a pretty intense start to things. Absolutely. Yeah. How are you structuring your training with that at the moment? Leading into my first one, was, I had a really good structure. Actually. It would have been a normal structure uh, for any Ironman event. And for those that uh, don't do Ironman, are familiar with it. You'll you'll start at like a 18 to 20 week build. You start off really small, and each week you'll have you know just slight increments um, through your, especially your weekend training. They'll increase up to your six hours, six, seven, seven, seven hour days. Um, but they'll start off really small and just a slow build. And after my first one, it changed quite dramatically. It was um, more about just keeping the body moving and not trying to injure myself because you know, I've got to get through the next you know, nine or ten months' worth of training and racing. So there's no intensity whatsoever. It's just trying to keep all the big hours up, doing your five and six-hour rides and your three- and four-hour runs and things like that. So it's just, man, it did very interesting structure. It's been great, actually. Yeah. I learned a lot about my body again. Yeah, definitely. And physically, that sounds like a, a pretty uncomfortable challenge for you. Are you working with a coach or a support team with that as well? Certainly, yeah, I've got uh, Xavier Coppock is my coach. He's the head coach at Team Try Coaching. Uh, he's been amazing. He's been on board since day dot. He's looked after my coaching and training from go to go. He's he's my mentor. He's he's everything. He's he's been quite you know. He's been everything in this tour, this challenge so far. You know, we sit down, we chat about it, uh, about my mental state, my physical state, and he he tailors every program according to how I'm feeling, how my body's feeling, and how it's reacting to the stuff that I've done. And he's, yeah, it's a week by week 
you know, training program. He's been fantastic, for sure. Do you have kind of a set process for helping manage your mental state? Because obviously mentally it's pretty draining for you too, putting uh, this much strain on your body. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So basically I'm talking to as many people as possible, Um, just trying to air everything off my chest and get everything out in the open just so other people are aware of where I'm sitting too. So um, just after a race I'll go and I'll quite go get quite reserved and, and I'll go down in the dumps a little bit sort of just I'm not sure what it is I haven't quite worked it I've done it in both races at the moment about two weeks in uh, I just sort of crash and burn mentally a little bit I, I, I want to keep moving but my body won't let me so I'm not quite sure how to handle that mentally so you know as in managing it I'm just speaking to as many people as possible getting out there so they're aware of what's going on um, and then they can help support me as well Brilliant and you've got a all your mates and things are well on board with it as well. I'm, I'm sure as well, and uh, supportive, Absolutely. emotionally as well as uh, as well as physically. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, they're very understanding. That's my wife and the kids. They're, they're very understanding. So oh, good. They're amazing. And how's the body holding up so far? The body is it's holding up pretty well. A lot better than I expected, actually. Um, my uh, legs uh, they're tired. They're not sore. They're just tired. They 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 want to rest, but Again, we can't let them rest just yet, so they're just tired. Uh, I had a couple of issues with uh, toes where I've had burst blood vessels under my toenails and things like that. So I'm just trying to manage my training around that, so slowing my training down and trying not to put too much pressure on the front of my toes and things like that. So they're copying a bit of a battering at the moment, but uh, other than that, the rest of me feels really good. You've definitely had a few challenges along the way so far. Absolutely. Has there been any any point where you've kind of felt like Chucking it in? Oh, heaps of times. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, for sure. You know, there were, just prior to my first event, I sliced my finger open uh, at work. I had 11 stitches put in, and then I couldn't train. So um, leading into that, my, mentally, my, my head saying, well, I'm not going to be ready for this race. Am I going to be ready? How am I going to get through this? And, but then you sit back and you, you, you put it all in perspective and you, you think that the reasons why you're doing it. And, it all makes it pretty easy again. The call, it's all about the cause. It, it doesn't matter what I'm going through or what I'm feeling or how I'm getting through it. It's, it's about the cause. And I'm doing it for everyone else out there. Yeah, yeah and I think stopping to reflect on, on things is often uh, really, really good. It really helps us put it put things in perspective. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you feel so rushed, especially with um, three Ironmans, almost back-to-back like you're doing at the moment uh, that you think, oh, I just need to get out there and train. I need to go and do this. But sometimes if you if you take a day off just to to stop and think and, and put things uh, put things right mentally, then actually you, you train much better moving forward from that. Absolutely, yeah. And we're doing that quite often. If I'm feeling down a bit, my coach will, Xavier will just say, take a day off, relax, chill out, get your mind back on track get your body back on track and we'll start again it's no big deal it's not the end of the world cool yeah and I think we all have those days and uh, and sometimes it is important to take a little bit of a uh, little bit of time for yourself with it when you do relax and, and try and refocus are there certain activities that you do or th- certain things that you like to to do to just kind of chill out and have a bit of atom time yeah there's heaps actually Rubik's Cube's one I love doing the Rubik's Cube okay yeah <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll do the Rubik's Cube and I'll 
I'll sit at home with my wife and we'll watch uh, a bit of music television and we'll just chill out and chat and uh, I'll go and walk the dog. Yeah, just all, all the simple things. Little, yeah, I just love getting back to basics. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Just the, the connection with people and the connection with nature. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, sure. You've obviously got a few uh, challenges coming up for you as well. With your, with your next Ironman, are there any kind of big obstacles you see standing in your way at the moment? Probably the, uh, the biggest obstacle is again just staying injury free. Um, that, that's going to be my biggest. Is it well, I get myself injured, like the whole challenge is out the window. If I can't race or I can't, you know, get through those things. It's um, other than that, raising money is a big one. Um, sure, because I'm raising money for an organisation called Anzac, which uh, they do. Just they've actually just opened up in New Zealand. They do a lot of uh, research and trial studies on um, the treatments and things for urological cancers. So the challenge for raising cash for them, doing fundraisers and coming up with constantly coming up with ideas to raise cash for those, and fundraising events and things like that, they're definitely big challenges. Again, the the mental battle is going to be probably one of the biggest issues. Um, trying to stay focused and not wanting to throw the towel in because the body's hurting or the body's sore or but yeah, again it just comes back to as you just said before you know take a step back put everything back into perspective and why you're doing it what you think about why you're doing it and what what, what you're trying to get out of it and, and it's, the answer is pretty easy after all that have you found it uncomfortable asking people for money when you're fundraising oh, extremely yeah yeah it's, um, I hate it every hate every minute. I'm not the type of person that likes to rely on other people or ask other people for favours to do things. I, that was really got out of my comfort zone. Going to ask for people for donations, um, to donate gifts for prizes and things like that, and uh, sponsors. That was a bit trying to going to sponsors say, look, this is what I'm doing. Can you help me out with things? I'm really, really uncomfortable doing all of that. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Have you found that most people have been pretty receptive, though, when you've asked? Extremely. It's uh, it's restored my faith in humanity, to be honest. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm blown, not dumbfounded, blown away, but with the generosity of people, that the amount of people that are willing to help. Once they find out what you're actually doing and why you're doing it, they can't help you enough. It's just making that step to get out of your comfort zone and go and speak to them. And you're really surprised at how many people are willing to help. How did you get over that first step? Was it again just kind of looking at the reasons why you were doing it? Absolutely, that was that, completely. Um, I put it off for ages and ages and ages, and I thought, well, no, I'm not going to be able to complete this without support from people. And, and it's so I just did right. Like, this is the reason why I'm doing it to so just get out there and do it, head down and go. And yeah, it's just, again, it's just blown me away, and it's given me a lot of confidence. You know, as a person, you know, it's given me massive amounts of confidence. So it's been great. You know, for me personally, I've, I've grown so much since I've started this, just because of that alone. Hmm. That's awesome. And it, I mean, sometimes if you've got if you've got this massive drive to why, and you know why you're doing it, and you think, yeah, this is going to be achievable, sometimes you can just overthink things and talk yourself out of them. Yeah, for sure. I've done that many yeah. times. That for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, as I quite often say, just keep it simple. <laughs> so, Adam, one of your major mes- messages uh, through your um, through your gl- Grand Slam of Ironman is uh, 
about a five-minute chat. Can you explain to us what that's all about? Yeah, sure. I'd love to, Chris. Um, yeah, five-minute chat is uh, is what I'm uh, spruiking at the moment, which is what I'm getting out there and spreading. It's a message I'm trying to get out there to people. Um, it's uh, quite an important message. It's about having that five-minute uh, uncom- uncomfortable chat with a doctor or a friend. Uh, it's about getting there and just speaking up and saying something to someone just to get the ball rolling. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's it's okay to feel uncomfortable. You know, it's okay to not want to have that five minute chat with someone. Um, don't be afraid of uncomfortable. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to speak to someone, um, and I know that because I've been there. You know, I know what it's like to to have that five minute chat or not want to have that five minute chat one with with somebody. But you know, it, it saved my life. So and that's the message I'm trying to get at. Go and have that five minute chat with someone, and I uh, put up an Instagram account with uh, my uh, label. My handle is Five Minute Chat, um, and I'll put that on all of my uh, Facebook messages. Just remember, Five Minute Chat could just save your life. That's my, my, my it's my catchphrase. It's my tag. Yeah. Awesome, and I'll put a link to I'll put a link to your Instagram account in the notes for the show as well. Oh, but I think yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of a lot of synergy with the the message that we're trying to get out Absolutely. there. Is yeah. that, that being uncomfortable is is okay, and it's uh, <clears throat> it's something that we we all need to do, and we're we're all probably going to get some benefit from. Absolutely, you know, it, it can only help. It, it's it's the key to everything. You know, you, you start the ball rolling, you have that five minute chat, you get in there, you get early, you you sort things out as quickly as possible, and you can get yourself on the right track. Can you tell me about a time that you've failed and what you learnt from that? Yeah, sure. Probably the biggest one that comes to mind was when I very first owned my own business. I was starting up a business. I went into it very, very underprepared, um, didn't do a lot of research, just thought oh, well, you start up a business, you go out, do some work for someone, they pay you, you make money. That, but it wasn't that simple. I went into it, yeah, very underprepared, didn't follow up on things properly or lost track of payments. I was just super, super unorganised. And you know, I learnt that very quickly and I'm still learning that lesson now. Definitely. That's, that's the biggest one that comes to mind anyway. And that's almost on the flip side of what we were just talking about before is that uh, sometimes you think too much, but there are also occasions we uh, often don't think enough as well. <laughs> so I think that the planning is, is super important, but then, yeah, but once, once you get to that uh, the end of that planning stage... It's the the action needs to needs to happen. So, Adam, what was the last big uncomfortable thing that you've done? The last big uncomfortable was what we just briefed on um, asking for people for help. You know, it was it just really really put me in you know, in that zone where I didn't want to be in. You know, it put me in such a place where I just didn't want to be in and didn't want to go forward with it and didn't want to approach people. But I just I just knew I had to, so I you know, bit the bullet and jumped out there and started speaking to people and and it's it's worked for me tenfold. It's been amazing, yeah. What's the next uncomfortable thing that you're gonna be doing? The next uncomfortable thing will be probably be my next live blog. <laughs> um, I do, with my I've got a Facebook page up and running where I do uh videos of weekly could be training, uh could be uh where I'm at with my fundraising, could be just anything that's going on with my challenge, I'll get it there and I'll do live, I'll do videos and I'll, and I'll post them on Facebook. So that'll be probably the next uh, most uncomfortable thing I'll do because I'm not 
very comfortable in front of the camera. And I don't like being centre of attention. And, but again, I just take a step back and say, right, well, it's, it's all about what is the bigger picture? It's all about the cause. It's, you know, the cause is far greater than my fear of the camera for public speaking. I'm actually going to do a public speaking seminar this Saturday to, to help me with all of that. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, there's, there's ways that you can definitely address some of those, uh, those fears that you have around kind of moving outside your comfort zone. So, and I, I watched your last live blog, and it was awesome. So uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to be too worried about that. It was, it was great, and it was uh, really authentic. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And, and don't, don't worry, this is just an audio podcast, so that's sweet. No, that's fine. <laughs> Adam, if people want to to follow your journey online or to help out, where can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a a fun book, a Facebook page up and running. Um, I've also got a, a Instagram account and a GoFundMe account. I'll pass through all those those links onto you, Chris, if I, if I can. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so I've got a fun GoFundMe account where people can uh, donate, and all the proceeds are going to ANZAP. Um, to they obviously doing uh, some great work over here in New Zealand uh, on, on um, some clinical trials and neurological cancers, and they're doing some great work, and they rely heavily on um, donations and government grants that very rarely come through. So you know, so a lot, all my funds will be going through to them. Uh, follow my, I have Instagram, um, constant updates on training and things and how I'm going and uh, race results and, and my Facebook page where I've just constant blogs on everything that's going on. So I'd, I'd love people to jump on board and yeah, follow my journey. Awesome, and I've been I've been watching it since uh, Russ put us in touch, and I've, I've been really enjoying <laughs> all of that. So, Adam, what do you what do you still need in terms of your the fundraising? Where's Where's your goal? My goal is to raise fifty thousand dollars. We're at uh, just a little under six k at the moment, so we're getting on there. But yeah, I pl- again, plan to have lots of uh, events coming up. I'm doing sportsmen's nights. Um, got raffles constantly up and up and running on the Facebook page. And, I'll be doing trivia nights. I'll be doing all sorts of fundraising, uh, spring carnival activities, um, and then people can just donate to the cause if they feel that it's a worthwhile cause, which I believe it is. So. No, I think so. I think so as well. It sounds like you've been you've been working really hard to get out of your comfort zone for uh, really the last couple of years with with a lot of the stuff that you've been going through. Before we wrap things up, do you have any uh, any advice or any interesting facts or any life lessons for the listeners? Uh, interesting facts and life lessons. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> That's what I love to live by. Uh, but get out there and just experience things, guys. Um, don't be afraid to put your hand up and say, I need help. Don't be afraid to speak to people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, if you don't ask, you don't receive that simple yeah and I think that's a a great note to wrap it up on thanks very much for your time Adam today it's been great to sit down and have a conversation with you about about what you're doing and about the cause that you're so passionate about well I appreciate the time because it's been a pleasure speaking to you mate Um, again uh, thank you for for doing what you're doing you know it's just as as much as I'm getting out there doing my events but you're out there in so many ways to speaking to so many people getting so many people to bring up and speak to people and speak. Uh, just thank you. Good on you for doing what you're doing. Well, thanks, Adam. I, I appreciate that. Well, together we can make a difference. There you have it, guys. 
That was me and Adam chatting about his uncomfortable journey. Adam's a great guy with a great cause, so make sure that you share this episode out with anyone that you think might be interested in it so that we can help get his message out there. Thanks for listening to the episode, and remember, if you want to hear more, make sure that you subscribe so that you get every episode as it comes out every week. We've got a great one lined up for you next week, and a couple more after that as well. But in the meantime, get out there and do something uncomfortable. We'll see you next week. Thank you.